Greetings in the name of the Most High. 
I do like uh, I somehow my voice sounds a little bit different on this configuration, so I do like it. Um, and uh, I've had to that that track was a rough track I never never mastered, so it's going to sound a little lighter. But I I really like it. It could be expanded. Anyway, um, the dirty secret little war. Um, yeah, well. You know, sometimes you got to just talk about like ugly things, and and I just now I'm realizing that you know there are people that even though there's evidence all over the place, there are people that say there is no evidence, and there's you know there's no evidence of human trafficking, of child sex trafficking, of satanic uh, murders, and 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 rituals, et cetera, et cetera, involving children, et cetera, et cetera. It's all satanic panic and fake. And these people are, you know, they're disgusting, obviously, uh, because they're, you know, harming uh, humanity. They're a blight on humanity. And, you know, I just save it for now, but I'm realizing after some people have seen the doc and, you know, people saying, oh, well, you know, there's no one corroborating my story except for Trish, who was actually, you know, witness to uh, at least the latter part of my own story involving, you know, what I, what I talk about. But the whole point of it was using trauma to, you know, I mean, yeah, you could just not believe the whole thing. I've, I've, I've heard of uh, people, people saying that I didn't have a daughter that committed suicide because I was just trying to say that to jit up sympathy or something. I've, you know, I am so sorry, but I'm handing you all to God, all of you. And God may just kill every one of you and the entire earth for for this. But this dirty little secret war that you're waging, you know, being gatekeepers and and defending the monsters and the the, the hideous people who are above the law and have so much money they can buy any, any country or any court they want. And you're basically getting your paycheck from them, you know, through, through that network of your system or whatever. The, the situation is this. You know, you've you've done more damage than you know. You've done as much damage as a Bill Gates. You've done as much damage as all the, you know, billionaires that people complain about. You, you know, average citizen, you know, with a mouth, denying people's testimony, denying their 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 their, their hard fought battle to just be a person, wanting to squelch and kill you are a murderer. You satanic panic people are murderers. You know, you should have looked into Ted Gunderson and other people like that. Uh, you should have looked into, uh, you know, Bryce Taylor, who had a very accurate testimony about Los Angeles. You should look into me, who has a very accurate testimony about Los Angeles, a very accurate 100% true. And even in the doc... It's not the half of we hold back. I don't even. It's like, like most of it we don't even talk about. You know, it's just uh, you know when a, when a family decides to murder you and lock you up and do all these things and and basically remove you from society, um, you know, so that you can never really get back on track. You know that right there is an offense. And and most people say, well, you shouldn't you know complain about. It. You should just eat it, and that's what they want you to do. And then they want you to say there is no such thing. When I was in. You know, when I was having issues, the the thing they wanted me to do was basically agree that 
you know, everything that I, what my entire testimony was, you know, because I was um, mentally ill. And, you know, I said, I, okay, I agree to it. I'm just, I'm sick, you know, and, and then I actually, you know, in my own case, I, 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 then I said, that, that would be a relief to me. If everything I'm saying was a hallucination or just, you know, just, um, you know, being, you know, uh, psychotic, and then I recovered and I could, you know, be with family again and friends, that would be mana to me. That would be wonderful to me. And I was willing to confess that and, 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 you know, and believe and operate under that until finally, you know, the scab comes off again. You see, it was all true. Why would a guy like Stanley Kubrick say that pedophiles run the world? Why is it that in all these high circles of society, there's all this pedophilia going on and, and trafficking? Why is that? And why is it that if you say that, people say they don't believe you? But these are the very people that are probably engaged in it themselves, right? And they're projecting. And um, I, I just can't believe, you know, how just low and disgusting and perverted and sick and twisted and, and useless these people are. They just don't deserve to breathe. They just, their job is just to hold everybody down and make, make the truth so it never comes out. You know, doubt everybody's testimony. Call everybody a liar. Make sure that nothing ever, ever gets out. And then they do these stupid movies about nothing but bullshit because they can't cross a certain line. So it's just like a complete circle jerk of, of idiocy. And then they have the nerve to give each other awards. For what? For covering up the truth, for being, you know, liars, for being, you know, disgusting people, and even for their own trafficking and perversion of uh, whatever they're into. I guess they're all prostitutes, right? You sell your soul for, for the, you know, to cover for the bad guys so you get a check. And that's basically it. The system is, doesn't need any defense, you know, the system, it doesn't need any, it's, it's, the evidence is clear. And they still say, well, I, they're on there, you know, the MSM going, oh, I just, I still don't understand what, what Hunter Biden did. What did exactly, you know, I still don't understand what you're talking about with Julian Assange and, and, and human trafficking. I, you know, who's in jail for doing absolutely nothing wrong. Imagine that. High security prison for doing nothing wrong. And you people, you sick, perverted, twisted people, guarding the arts. So I'm, I'm showing up. I'm going to get in your face. I'm going to get in your grill. I'm going, to, I'm going to make sure that you are named and shamed. You know, I mean, you know, you complain about Bill Gates. Bill Gates isn't the problem. All his sycophants are. Who, who, so you come up with something about Gates. You come up with something about traveling. You come up with your own testimony of abuse. And... You know, the, the, where, where is the, uh, the, the people, there's some, you, you know, you, you do something light about uh, child sex trafficking and rescue operation, which is a very noble thing to do. And the news media and all the outlets block it and never talk about it and never mention it. And that's because, like, Bezos is guilty, obviously. What other reason would he have to block it? Or the... Uh, you know, the lame, know-nothing executives, it's Netflix. 
you know, who just basically, you know, you know, all they do is spank it all day and put out lousy entertainment. What in the world is it going to take? And the problem is, is they think their system will collapse if the truth comes out. So they guard it and they make sure mediocrity rules and they lift up people who shouldn't be lifted up and they put people down who shouldn't be put down. Anyway, well, I would much rather be with the truth than be a liar, whore, piece of shit, pervert blocking for the, for the, for the big bad perverts, you know, the snuff film guys, you know, the Oprah's of the world. You know, I mentioned her just because she's a, I mean, she's really a disgusting human being, you know, listen to this. It, You're about three weeks too late. Okay, let me let me get this. And so we and and she she drags out her prop. That she needs a Pacific Islander to stand with her. So the only one she can get is the Rock, and he's just you know, you know he's like, you know the house you know what I mean, it's like it's it's so disgusting it's man. You know, screw you, Oprah. Get off and Maui. So, and so we have created the People's Fund of Maui. You're about three weeks too late. But I want to hear And so we have created the People's what I want Fund to hear of Maui. Is, You're about three weeks too late. So let me get this straight. Get out! You create. I'm sorry, guys. I really have just lost my patience. I, I don't have any patience anymore. I've, yeah, I see the way this thing is going, and I'm and I'm I'm really really. Stop! I just I I touched a button. Will you forgive me? And 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 my my vid that I'm playing through here went away. You know, but I'm 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 so irritated today of, of you know this this you know this this just. Really, um, you know, just keep me in prayer because I'm in, I'm in a bad spot with uh, the world. I just, I, you know, I, I really want to like people. And I, I, I just, when I see cowardice like that, though, and then they want to sacrifice, you know, people like me or, or you know, uh, you know other pe- others, you know, many others who are, who are doing great work and, that, and and they just call them liars, and, and they're they're basically burying their soul. I mean, I really just just you know, you're a murderer. You murder children. You promote snuff films. You 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 uh, you, you do satanic rituals in your backyard, whatever. I'm I'm needing to take a break here to find my to find what they try. They're just not. You created a fund that all can be a tax write-off right for look, you. Hey, hey, lady, all I want to do is go. And to, so we. Shut up, Rock. I want to go to the beginning of the video so you can hear the Rock. You know, you can hear him go, yeah, great idea. Yeah, Rock, great idea. But the video won't let me back it up. Won't let me find it. Won't let me do anything because it's Zuckerberg. 
have created the People's Fund of Maui. You're about three weeks too late. So let me get this straight. We'll just play it. I'm you sorry. created a fund One day that can be a tax write-off for you so that we can donate. Right. What are you donating, Oprah? She's donating nothing. What about your 2,000 acres in Maui? Are you going to give some of that to the people who are literally having the land they own bought out from underneath them by the government? And guess what? There already is a people's fund. <laughs> you see, the past three weeks, when people like you, the billionaires of Maui, along with the government the billionaires of Maui, and Red title. Cross, didn't step up and help these people, they created their own fund. We have their Venmos. You can go to the link in my profile to see. Why would we give our money to someone that has $3.5 billion? You can help all these people, just you alone. But no, instead, you're probably gonna buy up more land, aren't you? Like I said, you're a little late to the game. While you were posting pictures at Beyonce's concert, people were grieving their loved ones, trying to figure out where they were gonna spend yeah, the night. Beyonce can go to hell too. So Oprah, I think you need to dig into your own pockets Maybe offer someone to stay at your huge estate, help some families in need, and do the right thing. How about use your celebrity status to bring attention and awareness to the fact that complete corruption is happening? And so we have created the People's Fund of Maui. <laughs> okay. I can't take it anymore. <laughs> I mean, what what's it going to take? I, obviously, anything I say doesn't matter. You know what I mean? I'm there. There at, at this moment, people are trying to erase me. You know, what's it like to be erased? You know, just erase. You know, bring it. You know, bring out. Anyway, so so you can never say anything of the truth because. The, you know, the, the Gestapo in the arts and in the culture, you know, uh, gatekeepers will stop you. So, you know, Jim Caviezel has to go outside the system to release the movie and it grosses more than, um, you know, whatever it was, some forgettable, am I whatever, you know, Mission Impossible. Okay, which is forgettable. It's the whole concept is forgettable and regrettable. <laughs> so here we have, um, you know, uh, and, and it becomes a success. Mel Gibson, Passion of Christ, goes outside the system to, to explain the abuse that Jesus took to show what, and that these people take offense because, see, they're the ones who are beating Jesus. They're the ones who are whipping him. So that gets covered up. Herod, Pharaoh, kill all the firstborn. Because yeah. they don't want competition later. Right? Because they're going to grow up and become, you know, they're going to overthrow the king. So, yeah. Yeah, how do I handle this, Lord? <laughs> no, I mean, I can't go on another day. I really... There has to be justice. It just can't go on another day. We're done. We're finished. How much longer? Now, we've all known, you know, I mean, I remember Nicolas Cage did a, you know, a film, 8mm, about uh, snuff films. But it was like relegated to one wealthy family. 
No one really cared. You know what I mean? It was like an isolated incident. But when it starts becoming citywide, and the guy at the 7-Eleven is covering for it, uh, yeah, you know, then there's you know, a problem. When it starts creeping into the classroom, trafficking, and, you know, kids are being taught how to be hookers, you know, they're being groomed how to put out, how to, you know, serve in the system. And it's going on. And if you say it, it you, you're erased. So they do it in front of you. And then you see it and you don't say anything. Then you're traumatized, PTSD for life. Kill yourselves. You're going to die a coward. Or you're going to die heroic. But whatever you say, either way, either way, they're not going to let you speak. We have never had free speech. Ever. When it comes to this stuff. I suppose I could have just stayed traumatized in L.A. Wandering around in circles and being pet on the head like a lost dog. I suppose I could have just done that and kept my mouth shut and said nothing. You know, I mean, how dare I? You know, these were great people and celebrated and, you know, uh, wonderful. All, all top, top, top class they were. When in actuality, they're pigs. <laughs> they're greedy, vain, warmongers, corrupted. Well, you have to accept the corruption or you're not going to get anywhere. Oh, well, great. Okay, so let's just all accept the corruption. Now here we are about to have World War III because of the corruption. Let's accept it. When the bomb comes, don't complain. So, yeah, you know, I'd love to go. You know, there's, there's nothing I can do because really, I'm just saying there's nothing I can do because... In actuality, you know, it's going to be a shitty day today. People are going to treat me like shit. And I'm, I'm basically just, all I want to do is put a, take a knife and stab myself. No. Well, you know, I'm not going to do that. But it's like, let me, let me do your work for you. Just get, I'll just get rid of me and then you can have your lovely world. You know, easy peasy. Go ahead. Do your dirty little thing, you know, in secret. Bring it out in the open. Force everyone to comply with it. And what's the reason for cutting penises off of boys? Well, they can't kill the firstborn, so they do it that way. Up to 15 years old. Huh? <sighs> Well, anyway, it, it's, it, if I keep paying attention to this, I'm just going to you know, get mad and get, be unfocused. And there's really, I just want to say, there's nothing I can do. I came here, the entire place had gone over to the, to the dark side, you know, to, and, and, and it was everywhere. Every, every school, every fire department, every police department, all the executive boardrooms, everyone. So what, what, what do you do then? You just wait for the nukes to hit. Or whatever method they'll use, DEWs, or whatever they're going to use to torch everybody. You just wait for that day and, you know, pray for that day because that will at least clean it up. Total nihilism. That's how the the kids that go over to communism, they get into total nihilism. They just burn it all down and it doesn't matter if it lives again. 
You know, they're uncomfortable. They, you know, probably they're reacting to this. You know, they're being triggered and activated by the same thing that I am. They're being handled and steered into propaganda and into, you know, the ways of the billionaires. They serve the billionaires. They don't know it. How can they know it if they can't think? How can they know it if all the books that explain this kind of stuff, and at least in symbolically, get banned in school? And instead you have like, you know, cartoon porn of, you know, teaching boys to, to, to give other boys blowjobs and, and girls to do likewise. Um, and with the teachers, uh, you know, strict... Um, you could, you, you could, you'll be graded on the curve, you know, and all that is, is training. It's got nothing to do with, um, sex education. It just has to do with training for the, the, the lead the people that pay the paychecks of the teachers want something in return. And so they want the children. It's so easy. I mean, it's just so simple, but see, even this can't be allowed. So they wonder why. You know, oh, the actors are on strike. Well, who cares? Let them all starve to they're not Well, the rich ones aren't going to starve. They're chosen. And the, the, the poor ones are never going to be taking the place of the rich ones because they're in the club and the, the poor uh, thespians who are out there waiting tables in L.A., they're never going to get a shot. I mean, they say have hope. Well, there's no hope. There's no chance. They have absolutely no chance. Unless they get picked, not earning it, but getting picked, and they get picked by uh, based on their utility to the you know um, to the um, the wealthy class to the ruling I should say the ruling class because it's not just about wealth; it's also about power. So. As George Carlin said, it's a big club and you're not in it. And um, basically what they do behind closed doors is everything that you can imagine uh, beyond horror movies. I was looking at, um, yesterday I was just taking a couple of screenshots of Rosemary's Baby. I was watching it, trying to stay away from the, the work going on here. It was very stressful. Everything is dusty and mosquitoes everywhere. And just, you know, <laughs> it's like <laughs> driving me insane. And um, I'm grateful that I get, you know, in the end, it, it's going to be good. I have a finally a new floor after uh, you know almost twenty years of that one. So that's good, huh? Right? Nice. <laughs> I think if it all burned down, I would just start laughing. <laughs> I just start dancing. Yeah, the whole thing went. The whole world went. I would just, I would just dance a. Dance and sing, celebrate. Thank you, Lord, for bringing justice. Sorry it had to be that way, but people, you know, if you don't want that result, make people different. You're the creator. You make them different. Don't make them weak, and don't make them stupid. If they're stupid and weak, then they can be taken over. Most people are taken over because they're stupid. By the time they get out of grade school, before they go to high school, they're already dumb. They're ready to comply, <laughs> and they're ready to become policemen and point the finger and scream at anyone who doesn't comply. Yeah, they're already they're already ready for that by the time they hit puberty. By the time they hit 13 years old, they're, they've got their policeman's uniform on, and they're out there looking for anybody that's not complying, and all they want to do is kill them. 
Yeah, you made me drink the blood. <laughs> and, you know, so, you know, let me be the, the crazy mouth, the crazy speaking truth. Speaking stuff they can't even let themselves know. I mean, do you, can you imagine what they think the world is? You know, here they are also abuse victims, and they become policemen, you know, defending the, the abusers. Of course they do. It's like you know, one big Stockholm Syndrome world, right? And it's exactly like Invasion of the Body Snatchers. You know, the majority conform and lose their souls. So why would God make a world like that? It's a good question. Why would God make everyone to lose their souls? Except for a few you know, strange people who are just different or, you know, not wanted. When you're different, do you think they want you? When you're in a wheelchair, for example, do they want you? No, they don't take the wheelchair people. I mean, there's plenty of wheelchair people who are, you know, woke and inside the club and all that stuff. You know, they, they got in there because maybe before they were in a wheelchair. But in general, the, the, the feeble, the retarded, you know, or what we call handicapped, the um, the uh, you know the downtrodden the uh, the homeless or whatever they're not ever invited to uh, comply. No, they're used for uh, experiments, target practice, uh, whatever they want to use it for. During COVID, they just uh, they rounded them up and shipped them off to you know laboratory somewhere. That's what I think anyway. You know, not all of them, of course, but here and there. You know, because they need live specimens to experiment on. They go into an underground base, you know, where they're doing all these experiments. They're never going to get out of there. That's the end of that. That's why the homeless that are wary of the man, you know what I mean? That they go for the Thanksgiving dinner, but they don't register because they don't want to be the next victim. They did this in L.A. in, 19, in 1984. They had the uh, Olympics in 1984. <laughs> And there's like, well, what are you going to do about Skid Row? You know, when everybody's, you know, international communities coming to L.A. To, to see the Olympics. It was a big deal, right? L.A.'s the place. They had this whole sales pitch. Well, the homeless were really no problem. They, they suddenly just disappeared. <laughs> and a lot of people remember that. And I, I would ask around. I'd say, do you remember what happened here? And... Um, I've even heard about uh, trafficking homeless people here in New Mexico that, and trafficking the elderly, like to, to other, you know, hospices where they can be, uh, you know, quietly sort of extinguished. Nobody says anything about that either. Well, since we're on the hot topic of Maui and since Oprah is completely hated by anybody that's with the truth, and that's not to say, you know, they like to say right wing or there is no right wing. Anyone who says right wing is a dumb jerk. There is no right wing. They're just trying to say, well, you're like a white supremacist. No, you who are, call, who are saying that are uh, you know, not just a racist, a classist. You're a weak individual who is sold out to the, you know, the big machine, and you're owned by uh, the billionaire class of shriveled up white people. And you do your duty, which is be, basically you all are gatekeepers. And that's what you do. And then you have this right-wing enemy, you know, and Trump as an enemy. But there, there's, well, for me, there's no right-wing or left-wing. There's just basically cowards, 
perverts, disgusting little people keeping disgusting little secrets, abusers, and then there are people who are trying to, to, to be decent people. And the two, never, never the twain shall meet. Those two cannot mix. <laughs> you know? And, you know, if, if, uh, you know, if politics were anything that I could even get my mind around, I probably uh, would, would participate in it. But uh, to me, the most corrupt people I've met were Republicans. The Democrats are right in your face with it. The Republicans are more, they're more, you know, secretive and furtive. You know, clandestine. You know, you know they, 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 and they, you know, have the biggest reputation of trafficking in children. But nobody can say that because the gatekeepers will stop you. I still see no evidence, Seth, of any of you ever really ever existing. Of course I didn't. You know, of course everything I say is, you know, I'm sick. I'm a, I'm a mental case. I'm sick. I'm a nervous breakdown in motion. Yeah, it's, it's all, I would love it to all be just a confabulation that would make my heart heal if you're right. So we're going to go both ways with it. Yes, I could have been insane. Yes, to my belief, it's my testimony. But maybe I'm sick. Maybe you're right. I'd love it if you're right. I'll pay you if you're right. I... If you could create a little world for me, a little Truman show, and you're right, I'd, I enjoyed those days. They tried to create that for me, a little Truman show where I could kind of slowly accept the way things are. Oh, oh, would that be a blessing? The other thing about these people is, why do you congregate to the arts and to, to, to journalists and, and, you know, a parrot, you know, a mockingbird media. Why do you get involved in all that? Why do you, because those are the gates that stop people from participating, from being, you know, lifted up by society. It reserves the, the, the room for sellouts and perverts to be raised to the top. Oh, well, then why would I even want to be here? You don't. You're only here to serve God. Because there's no purpose. I no seriously. I have no purpose. I have no personal purpose. I have no goals. You know, when I thought um, crazed house was a goal of mine, I realized it was, it was what God wanted to do. So it's not my goal. I just show up, and you know, the Lord. If the Lord doesn't show up, then we all die. You know, <laughs> period. So. But I think there's a lot of people like that. If the Lord doesn't show up, we starve to death. If the Lord doesn't show up, we just don't exist. If the Lord doesn't show up, we, um, you know, the, 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 the crowd of uh, know-nothing fools uh, devours us, kills us, and then they lift up fools to be leaders. Oh, yes, sir. Oh, you're such a great example of humanity's finest. I can't wait to emulate you. So sorry that I ever thought someone that was honest or someone that had integrity should be in, in a place like leadership. I guess I was just mistaken. Yes, you were. There's never been anyone in, in like that. Look back through history. All the Caesars, all the presidents chosen, all the senators and congressmen, all the, the, the celebrities chosen. Everything you see is scripted. Nothing is real 
And it's and everything you hear are all lies. So given that now, I'm not telling you anything you don't know, but you know when we go through our rituals as society of being polite at the dinner table, having Thanksgiving dinner, having Christmas dinner, having birthday celebrations, getting together and having drinks down at the at the harbor, <laughs> down at the bar. You know, talking about our favorite sports team and you know, how are those Dodgers this year and how are the Mets doing and how is the you know, how's the football season shaping up and the, well, you know, basketball's right around the corner, so we've got a busy schedule. How about that Kentucky Derby, huh? Did anyone ever think that horse would win? <laughs> so it's not just like what Alex Jones talks about. It's every single aspect of cognition that is corrupted. So what must someone do? Well, I've gotten a lot of peace out of meditation there. Yes, well, you go ahead and you meditate. For me... I will teach you something of meditation. Meditation is everything that is you, everything that you do, everything you say, and every, every quiet moment, every loud moment, everything is a meditation. Next, please. I'm glad I answered that for you. You're welcome. Well, one wouldn't want to see you virtue signaling by crossing your legs and, and giving the mudra sign with your hands and lighting some incense and sitting there with sad guru uh, you know, contemplating your navel, <laughs> how much money you're going to give him. <laughs> I'm going to save you from that. Oh, man, don't go down that road. We went through that in the 80s with Rajneesh. I mean, you don't need this whole thing of the East having the answers is uh, complete bullshit. Bullshit. And anyone that says they're a guru coming from the East is going to teach you something about the, the Vedas or something or, or, or the Lotus Sutra or, or whatever. <laughs> They're full of shit. Because there's there's ultimately the all of those books, all of that language, everything about the East, save for some of the wisdom, uh, falls short. Because it always ends up and every every religion, quote religion, which is pretty much of Satan worldwide, including Christianity. Uh, it is not just a lie, but it's, 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 it's not just mind control. But it's ultimately, um, you know, there to conform you to society. Whether it be Buddhism, Buddhism, Hinduism, East, you know, Tibetan tantric schools. <laughs> you might get to have sex and worship at the same time. <laughs> yeah, that sounds pretty good to me. Of course, of course, until it, you realize that your body is you know, not really your soul. And then if you've done no preparation to, to advance your soul, you basically end up, you know. Don't you find it ironic that the people that push left behind are left behind? You know, I, right? The punishment by God for those people is just, you know, being mediocre at what they do. 
at storytelling. God's like, I, I can't have, I mean, I, I, I created the Bible. I, got, I chose people to write the Bible, okay? I'm not putting up with Left Behind. <laughs> I'm not putting up with any publisher, any agent, any, any one of these people that were involved in it, not putting up with it. Let them, you know, do their thing on TBN and, you know, retire and have all their wealth and their millions that they, they built the people for. And, um, you know, die a quiet, insignificant death. Good. Okay, I've had 40 minutes of wallowing and, and now it's time to, you know, state some positive good things. Well, it's always positive to tell the truth, even though it's painful. And, you know, running through this litany of, of, you know, corruption, you realize since everything is corrupted and pretty much everyone you meet is, um, then you don't have to have any expectation. You don't have to have your heart broken. How many many of you have have had expectations with people and then they break your heart because, you know, they, they do something, they're all too human, they make a mistake, they fall, whatever, right? And then, of course, how many people have been disappointed themselves? For you're not, you know, living up to um, the expectation you have of yourself and you want to be a better servant of God. You want to do this, you want to do that, but everything is falling short and you can't help it and you're just, you know, you're really beating yourself up because, you know, uh, you become the judge, jury, and executioner. And then, of course, that's a, that's a, by, by be, feeling guilty and ashamed, which uh, Satan loves for you to feel, Satan being a real thing. A real thing that the world denies, yet they, Satan's got them all by the balls. <laughs> they deny, you know, they deny, they go, God doesn't exist. And I said, you know, okay, fool. You're not, I mean, when you say God doesn't exist, you postulate God does exist in that statement. God doesn't exist means God exists. Because you have to invent God, God, right, G-O-D, doesn't exist. So there's God existing, and then you're denying the existence. So therefore, you've just screwed yourself. And you've lost the argument. You have proven that God exists. In your silly statement, God doesn't exist. Well, the thing they call God doesn't exist. Well, you said thing that they call God. So obviously they you know, if you say they, then you mean it exists because it exists for them, so it exists for, for all. You're not going to be able to separate yourself out from this argument and say that those people over there believe in God, but I know there's no such thing. And so um, whatever the creative principle is behind, uh, you know, this existence, uh, whether it's uh, legit or not, um, you know, I'm... I'm saying it doesn't exist. Well, but you said existence, i.e. things are created. You know, No, things just came into being on their own. Right, but on their own, they were creating this existence. They evolved into this existence. So existence for you is real. And then there's a creative principle or a creator behind it obviously, uh, or it wouldn't come into being. So you wouldn't have changes going from, say, a bunch of planets spinning around to, you know, seven or eight billion people on, you know, with houses and things and sciences and, you know, culture and and, 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 uh, traditions and 
uh, you know, and whatever else the human uh, folly is. Uh, just as big of a corruption, folks, on um, on the side of you know patriots and all that. Same same corruption enters in. There's really no place you can go. And you know, the, 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 like I said in the doc, these people are everywhere. And they, their eyes and ears are like, you know, basically like police. You know, they're just kind of like police you. They look, you know, you, you, you get a good look at them back with COVID when they were policing the masks. Well, now you get a good idea of who they are, right? And who the brown shirts are in your community. They, they, they bird dog people without masks. They, they chase them around and report them. Yeah, and how many neighbors do we have that report you? Well, we live in a nation full of uh, you know, chicken shed reporters. People that 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 are spying on their neighbors want to turn them in. You know, people that, you know, and and then and then, well, the people that don't understand what's going on, they get gang stalked. What's that? Well, gang stalking has been admitted and been proven to exist. But you have people in the so-called Patriot, which is a complete misnomer, uh, community who didn't say, if, well, if, if you say that exists, then you cannot talk to me. Right? They, 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 they absolutely, um, you know, uh, they, they call into a show and they go, I've been, I've been beamed with these weapons. I can't sleep. They keep hitting me with this uh, EMF and it's terrible. It's just terrible. I've, you know, and I, I can't sleep. And then, you know, they're following me around in these black cars and they're, you know, they're, they're basically, you know, they just won't leave me alone. Uh, okay, maybe go check with your psychiatrist uh, and uh, phone lines are open. Uh, you know, click. And that's the treatment they get on every major talk show in the Patriot community. So if you have the ability to see, like, like you know, I'm, I'm the seer, I see things. You know, they say, well, where's your proof of that? Well, I see it. Oh, well, where's your proof of that? Well, I see it. Where's your, well, I see it. Where's your, oh, look, it turned out to be accurate. You were wrong in denying it. Oh, yeah, but see, that time has passed now. So you were silent. So my job's done. Oh, and what was my crime? Other people seeing it would not be good for, you know, the people that I serve. I, I want to have a paycheck. I don't want any trouble. So, you know, you need to, you know, get out of here. And what are you trying to do? Upset? The, the, you're not going to, what are you going to do? Upset the world? Well, if the world continues the way it's going, it will blow up. I mean, people will be burned to death. There will be war. There will be burning. There will be DEW. There will be a continuation of this. And if this continues, it will eventually gouge. You know how many millions of people have died from these, you know, these uh, complications due to the, to the mRNA uh, uh, vaccine? It's in the millions. It's in the millions. It's documented. And they, they keep saying, go get your, your vaccine. And people, I, I, I kid you not, you go by like the Albertsons market here and you see them lined up out the door. 
for their new combo shot, which is the vaccine with a flu shot combo. Aha! You know, which will basically, you know, probably if there's nothing wrong with the shot at first, like I said, look at these people in three years after they get the shot and see what happens to them. And the people that keep saying to get the shot, many of them have had placebos or, or, you know, fairly harmless shots. And, you know, but when they keep going back for boosters, at some point they're going to get some, some, some bad candy. You know what I'm saying? It's going to be like a fentanyl thing. And they're just going to drop dead. Especially young people. And there's nothing I can do about it. You say, well, there's millions dead. Oh, I don't believe that. Here, give me that shot. Six months later, hey, I feel great, Z. You were wrong, you know. Two years later, oh, what happened to them? Well, they just, they, 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 they died of COPD. Yeah, but they were only 30 years old. You know, that doesn't kick in until you're old. They died of COPD, not the jab. The Foo Fighters drummer died of, you know, complications of blah, 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 not the jab. And to this day, you still have to have a jab to get into one of those concerts. They won't take you unless you've actually had a vaccine. Now Biden says he's going to have a vaccine. And he's going to force it on people no matter what. I'm so sick of this fight. I'm sick of this fight. But I almost have gotten to the point where at this point, if you take the vaccine, you've sold your soul. You ain't coming back. You're gone. Yeah, no, we were warned not to do that last time around. Warned not to shame them, not to call them stupid, not to, which unfortunately I did, but I, I couldn't help myself because I was just, you know, I'm flawed too. You know, I'm not perfect. But then those same people that, I mean, I was right in calling them that. See, that's what the Lord was telling me. I'm, I was right to call them out as being dumb. Being dumb willfully on purpose uh, because they lost their souls. Because they're going back for another booster. They're going back for another jab. And, and they're saying, even if you've had 20 jabs before, this new one is really going to work. So you're going to want to, you know, this goes for everybody. If you don't have it, you're not flying on the plane. You're not participating in life. And I'm like, um, how important is it for God to have Noah? How important is it for Noah? How many people were left besides Noah in the days of old? Hmm. Anyway, I better get out of here. I've, it's a, you know, start off as a, you know, not a, not great. And I'm, you know, I'm just, I'm tired of, I'm tired of repeating myself. So I'm not going to repeat myself anymore. I'm going to, I'm going to do other things. Yes. Yeah. It's been very stressful for all of us, but the Lord is with us and he's going to um, see us through. And uh, I just want to tell the people in the chat that um, I cannot, uh, my laptop is dying, and I can't get on it. They won't let me get on it this morning. So I, I haven't been able to uh, join in the chat, but I'm going to say hi to everybody. Nice to see you guys. I, I, I'm able to look at your chat, but I cannot, for some odd reason, I can't log in with my new account that I had because I was banned somehow. Banned again. Uh, uh, no, I'm not banned again. I just, um, my, uh, 
iPad will not allow me to log in. How's that manuka, honey, buddy? It's, uh, makes me feel good. Makes me feel good. So I just want to say hi to everybody. Sorry I haven't been able to join in with the chat. I'll figure it out. Uh, I have a, a, a new Proton email that I logged in on my <clears throat> laptop, but for some odd reason, the iPad won't allow me to to log in on that. I even changed the password, and it still won't allow me to log in, but good to see everybody in there, and uh, God bless you all. I don't like uh, Spreaker, you know. No, my no. I mean, overall, I have you know my faith in God, and I don't do anything stupid because um, it's not about me. So I can't focus on you know destroying myself uh, because um, I've got you know. Um, but you do get into this kind of you know um, morass of. You know, when you're dealing with the world or you're dealing with any kind of, you know, trying to talk against, speaking, you know, truth, even if it's in a little kiosk like this, you know, uh, you feel the pressure of the world coming back on you, trying to silence you. And then you realize, Lord, what are you doing? You've got us involved in all kinds of things that are, you know, that look like a, a train wreck. And it's like, oh, you better summon your courage then. <laughs> And um, I'm like, oh, geez, you know, it's uh, it's already started. There's already, you know, fuckery is going on, you know. And um, I, I've just got to rely completely on God and be blind to everything else. And and that's because eyes on God and blind to everything else means perfect vision, perfect decision making, perfect perfect uh, uh, um, you know path. Right, the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father except by me, Jesus said. And that's a very loaded statement. Because most people say, well, I'm following Jesus. And Jesus goes, well, I never knew you. I don't know what you're talking about. Who are you? And that's like the scariest thing in the world. Well, I thought I was following you for the last 10 years of my life. Well, I don't know you. How do you do? You know, and it's like, what do you want of me, Lord? You know, and it's like, well, at least you're talking. It's, you know... <laughs> I want you to walk out of it, that uh, life thing you have and, and just leave and don't come back. Leave that job and don't come back. Get out the door and don't come back. Um, don't be anxious for anything, the Lord tells me. But just in all things, find reason to praise God, you know, in all, in all, in all big things and all little things. I'm very grateful for being um, able to walk again. For many months, I couldn't walk except with a cane or a wheelchair. And, um, you, you know, I, I didn't know whether I would ever, you know, whether I'd ever recover. And with the help of this chiropractor that, that has helped, I mean, you know, I, I still have to do the work of, you know, getting myself to my feet and, you know, walking and just forcing that, you know, training but, um, you know, I'm very grateful for that. I'm, it looks like my, some of my health is, uh, you know, returning. I have um, such robust health right now, and I, I don't know how long it's going to last, but it's like, you know, I, 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 already I'm burning the candle at both ends rather than, you know, using it as an opportunity to really, you know, sleep more and, and do a lot of good things. Instead, I'm just sort of... Um, 
producing things. You know what I mean? I'm using the, the newfound energy. Another thing I'm very grateful for is that I was falling off asleep. I mean, Trish remembers this. Oh, yeah. How many years did that go on? Three years. How about some living water? Living water is good. This is a lifesaver too. The elixir. But it's everything I'm doing. It's it's just this and and I've you know cut my medications down. You know the the drugs. Yeah. Um, you know big pharma down in half. Yeah. And I'm still I don't feel like I'm having AFib or you know I have a little flutter now and then, but not anything like. We still have to get that. My blood pressure is an average of 120 over 80. Remember the anesthesiologist told us that you had a... Right, a heart circuit missing. Heart, heart circuit. The circuit that regulates the beat, which is why the AFib. Yes, I know. That's an electrical circuit. we got to fix that. And, that is, um, and that's the regulator. But I understand that, you know, it can help with that. Potassium, uh, MK7... Uh, garlic and those things can help but I mean it's it's a regulator it's, the only way that can really be fixed is through um, through surgery and through it's, it's called an oblation yeah. and what they do is they, they re-hook up that circuit I met I met a, um, a woman who overheard me talking to this one jeweler that I have and he um <clears throat> She she had had the same condition, and she got it fixed through uh, the surgery a lot of people in are, yeah. Albuquerque. She told me the name of the doctor. Yeah. We have to get a referral from her. No, I understand. But a lot of people have this, and you also have to qualify for the operation. You know, they're not, if you had to pay for that out of pocket, it's going to be, you know, real pricey. So, you know, <laughs> I'd just to show you how sick I was, I think I ran over a bill about, you know, of all the stuff they did, and, and a lot of this is just bloated, inflated prices of a hospital, but I think it ran up a bill of around 300000 <laughs> you know, in, in like 10 days. <laughs> it's not funny. I mean, I, I'd, I'm glad I had insurance. I didn't think I'd ever have, be using my insurance, you know what I mean? And I got a, I got a you know, I'm try, I try not to use it unless it's, you know, really critical, like if I can pay for dental, you know, go ahead and pay for it and, you know, if I can pay for drugs, the drugs are so expensive, I can't afford them, really. I can't afford them and then doing other things I want to do in life. So I'm glad I have it. I, but at the same time, it's kind of a double-edged sword because then they want me to go in for these checkups. They want me to go in for the anticoag, which is uh, they're pushing Eliquis, you know, and that's a very expensive drug on its own. They're, you know, so it's like they're pushing the anti-quag. They have like an anti-quag department. And every, every one, like if you're on a, a, a heart regulator, something that's slow, that lowers your blood pressure, lowers your heart rate, you need to have, um, a, in their, their opinion, a blood thinner to not clot and cause a stroke, a brain stroke, which would be a life-altering if that happened. And... Um, you know, they just couldn't, you know, they were just like, well, you've got AFib, this is what you do. I said, when am I going to get off the medication? They said, never, you're going to be on that medication in, indefinitely. And I'm like, that's not good for you, this kind of stuff, this blood thinner thing. There's things like nitric oxide, nitric boost. 
I've got another one called nitric oxide, which is a gummy that, that is different. It's like based on beets. And that seems to be pretty good. Um, there's good old fashioned exercise. <laughs> there's, uh, they want me to go in for an LDL test. They want me to go in for a, uh, mRNA vaccine. They want me to go in for a pneumonia vaccine. They want me to go in for a flu shot. They want me to go in for a um, urodynamic testing on my bladder. They want me to go in for a prostate exam to see if, you know, they need to, uh, you know, go into surgery to, to remove a blockage there. They need to, um, you know, there's a technique for fixing the Barrett's esophagus. There's a technique for, you know, and then the kidneys, there's really no cure for kidneys, which mine have already failed. So, I, you know, but I've stayed out of dialysis. I'm just saying everything that can possibly happen to someone happened to me. Except, uh, so we found the Barrett's esophagus and an endoscopy I did, which means there's this sore in your esophagus that just stays there, like, like an ulcer kind of, but it's just a sore, like an open sore. So there's a medication you can take for it, but that could make you senile and, and break your bones. And then there's a, um, there is an operation, a procedure, where they go in and they freeze that sore, you know, with, with cryogenically. And, you know, there's a chance that then you won't have it anymore. But again, they have to do an invasive, you know, dangerous procedure. Dangerous meaning, you know, potentially life-threatening. And, and you know, I, don't, I think they frown on people my age getting surgery when, you know, for, when, when Gates is talking death panels, right? I'd, I'd be a prime candidate. So, so, you know, so, you know, and all this stuff just cascaded on me. And I, you know... The last three years, I mean, maybe, I mean, I kept showing up here and everything, and but, you know, you could hear it in my voice as I was, you know, declining. And um, and then people said, well, it's so much stress, you know, taking on my crazed house and, you know, in the stress of, you know, producing films, trying to, you know, you know do, do the marketplace and all that. And I'm like, well, but see, books, films, podcasts, that's, that's, my, that's my wheelhouse. That's what I'm meant to do. That's what God made me good at. So, you know what I mean? And if I'm not, you know, I mean, what I'm really good at is making the decision, uh, you know, to, to, to move forward, to go left, to go right, you know, to, to being the boss and making decisions about what we're going to do, you know, and moving forward. And then, you know, I ran into a gem of a person, Larry, who's like, to, to, what made me hook up with him really was the fact that I saw on his Twitter feed, he said... I kick ass for the Lord, he says. <laughs> and uh, that boldness I really liked. And then, of course, I found out he was, you know, multi-talented. He just had been a person that had been, like many lambs, he had been squelched in his life. You know, where he had, he had the talent, he had the chops, he had the ability. He had, uh, he's a great writer as well. And he had, um, I, you know, I have to correct some of his grammar once in a while, but that's what I mean by writers, great ideas and great... You know, he, he's, he's great at all of it, and, and a great writer, too. I need a proofreader myself, but I'm, I'm, I'm kind of like a, a school teacher with English. You know, I'm, On other people's stuff, I'm kind of like, okay, that's a semicolon that goes there. But uh, right, do you know how to use semicolons? I do. See, once you know how to use the semicolon, then you've really arrived. Then I can say, okay, you're, you're one of us then. You're a scribe. You're an author, Right? You know how to use a semicolon.
a semicolon by definition is two very similar sentences. The one they belong together, but a comma doesn't you, because they're two complete sentences or a run on sentence. Um, you have to separate the two of them and a comma doesn't work when you're dealing with two sentences. Okay. So if you say, uh, the mouse, uh, ate, you know, ate the cheese, um, the mouse couldn't help himself this time. Okay, or something to that effect. Okay, that would be a semicolon there. The mouse ate the cheese, comma, and couldn't help himself. The mouse ate the cheese. The mouse ran up the, the, the ladder. The mouse fell down and broke his crown. So that's two semicolons. The mouse ate the cheese. The mouse did this and the mouse did that. And so you have subject and predicate, right? And each, each one. So, and even those sentences go together, then you want to put a comma there, but instead you put a semicolon that what a semi means is that it's really a sentence, but it, but it belongs with the, the prior sentence. It, you don't want to put a period there because that, that stopping and starting would not be appropriate since it's all one thought and it's a complex thought. So the semicolon comes in handy. I found most people don't know how to use that. And the other thing they don't know how to use is the possessive, um, you know, um, uh, the, the, the mark of the, possess, you know, the possessive uh, apostrophe. You know, uh, the girl's bathroom. And oftentimes they say, girls, apostrophe S, but it's girls, women's. Or they just said women's and they don't have an apostrophe. You, you could actually do it without an apostrophe. Sometimes that's acceptable. But usually uh, there's an apostrophe, you know, the, the nurse's station. Now, a lot of times when it's official nurse's station, there's, it's capital N, there's, they don't put an apostrophe on the end. But if you're just talking about nurse's stations, the, uh, a nurse's station, or the nurse's station down the hall, or this is the nurses. Let's not even use nurses. Let's use something else. Um, you know, that would be possessive. Uh, a league, uh, 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 a, a, uh, an, uh, an apple of its own, an apple of its own nature. So it's would not be apostrophe S. It would be I-T-S apostrophe on the S because it's possessive. If it's plural, it would be after the, um, uh, the T. Okay, so if you would learn those things, ladies and gentlemen, I didn't explain it very well, I'm not a very good English teacher, but if you would learn those little subtle things, you too could be a writer. <laughs> and then the other tool that is critically important is to learn how to use your thesaurus. And read other books too, so you can see how other authors handle, you know, handle complex thoughts and, and, and description and all that. But the thesaurus is like you can't just keep using the same adjective every time. You know what I mean? And besides, the same adjective doesn't. Some of them are just broad and have multiple meanings. So you want to hone in on it. So you get the the thesaurus should be writing shotgun with, if you have an open, um, you know, paper of, of prose. You should have the thesaurus right there, you know, at the beck and call. And then, you know, you get to know that thesaurus well enough, then you know the, some of the alternative words 
you know, just like it's a beautiful day, you know, that's really um, a no-no, say, in fiction. Because the reader needs to say, well, what kind of beautiful day? Is it like just after a rain? Does it look like it's going to be a lousy day tomorrow? You know, what, what are you talking about? What's the context of that? And so you look for descriptors in the th- thesaurus. It's a, a brilliant, um, you know, day after the fog, you know, melted and burned. You know, and then the sun, as the sun you know, bore through, you know, and I don't like bore. What's another word for bore, for boring and boring, the boring through the sun, boring through the sun, uh, you, you know, um, um, well, that's why I need a thesaurus. I need a list of words so I can say, see if I can find a better one than bore. But so the talent comes in, you need to know that bore won't work. It's too, you get that feeling, that instinct. And then you go looking for something that would fit better. And to the extent that you work on those little details, those little details add up to be a big thing in the end. And, 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 and we'll get your, um, you know, every really professional fiction writer that has an editor, they go through this process. And that's why you pick up a book in the bookstore. It's like, oh, I couldn't do that. Well, that book's been gone over, you know, they didn't do anything different from you, but they just had all these tools that, that, gave them these, these, you know, and then quotes. And then it's how smart you are culturally and, you know, how, how well-educated you are about history and how street smart you are. That really helps. Sometimes you have characters that are very, you know, wily criminal types, and you've got to know, you know, the, the kind of the, how it is on the streets, you know, how they really work, how, the, how everything is, how intelligent uh, street cred is how it works. And, um, you know, it, it helps if you know God, too, you know, because a lot of the people that are, you know, dealing with the streets are, you know, are completely sold out to the Lord. And then some aren't. But the ones that last are, usually. And, and even though the innocent get gunned down. It's because of a little word known as pride better, more, more tight word would be hubris. And when people have a victory or two, they get hubris. And suddenly they're like, ah, I got it made, man. I got you beat, buddy. And then that's like, don't say that. You're setting yourself up, dude. You're headed right for that cliff. Just proceed cautiously and be quiet. If you get a victory, kind of keep it to yourself because they'll come after you. You know, I always follow up like if we win something in a festival, I always follow up with like the news of Maui. You know what I mean? I just, I, I, I'm just, I, I don't need to be, you know, so filled with vanity that I don't. I just have to, you know, I don't see it. So great, glad that happened. Good, good for everyone involved, and then I move on. Because I can't, you know, sit there and go, you know, like the world does this. They sit there, all they think about all day long is like. You know, uh, let's say they're, you know, in the film game. It's like, you know, is my screenplay sold? How'd my boat? And that's all they do all day long is whatever their creative thing is. They do that all day long. I'm like, don't you realize the rest of the world is going on? And don't you ever need material to write about again? Aren't you interested in history, the world, journalism? You know, Maui, fires, New World Order, all that. All that is really important to know if you're going to write today. 
or you wind up like a lot of these fiction writers that you see on the New York Times bestseller list who don't have a clue to what's going on today. I mean, some do in their own circle. Like, the, 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 who was that guy? Well, they write about the CIA, you know, Tom Clancy, you know, and that sort of thing, you know, the... Uh, you know, they know the inner workings of, 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 you know, the military. So it's a drama that involves the military. But when it comes to, to, to basically what's going on, um, that was easy. <laughs> when it comes to all that stuff, a lot of these writers don't have a clue. So you get the, you get the underground guy, you get the Afghani with the uh, Stinger missiles, and they want to get in there and uh, tell you that, you know, the CIA guy needs to... Uh, bump him off for the uh, State Department, and then the State Department figures out that he is rogue because he doesn't want to follow, you know, illicit, uh, you know, totalitarian orders, let's say. So now they're after him, and then he has to prove himself and clear his name, and, uh, you know, is he going to take the target out or not? And and so, you know, the American assassin is um, uh, then compromised by a woman and and he, he you know he he tells his uh, his handler that it's none of it's true, but uh, she tells him he tells him it tells him whatever to stay out there don't come in yet it's not you know you're you're gonna get your ass kicked. And um, the real problem is is Gilroy. Who's Gilroy? Well, Gilroy, you know he sold you out. He's the one that trumped you up on charges. So, you know. Um, what are you going to do? Well, I better get Gilroy then. And so thus begins the, the, uh, the, the, how are you going to get him? Well, the evidence has got to come out that he's a bad guy and he's committed crimes. And we got to get those criminality out. Criminality somehow just barely squeaks out. And then the assassin is exonerated and restored and shows up one day to get another ribbon on his, say, Navy blues. Anyway, you get it. You get the idea. Oh, they make those all the time. Amazon loves to make those. They get Chris Pratt, you know, you know, it's a mission was compromised by a, a senior officer, so I'm going to kill them all, you know. <laughs> the, the, what was it, the terminal list? Yeah, I enjoyed it, but it was still very narrow, very myopic. We didn't learn a lot. The characters were all very, you know, stick figure wooden kind of characters, you know, so-and-so and so-and-so and so and so and yeah, he did a stint. And same thing with detective. Hard-boiled detective today is not, you know, going to go into, you know, detail. I, I, I did appreciate watching, I, I watched Rosemary's Baby, took a couple of screenshots and of the amulet that they made her wear after the other girl was sacrificed and, you know, thrown out the window. And, you know, you know, if you know anything about anything, you know what's going on. She's being basically... Gang stalked, gaslit, and set up to have this baby because the original gal that was going to have the baby um, either committed suicide or was pushed out the window. So now Rosemary, Rosemary Woodhouse, is going to, you know, is playing ball. And she is the dumbest dumb of the dumb dumbs. I mean, you know, Mia Farrow just looks stupid. I don't even know why uh, Polanski chose her. I mean, Polanski, I don't think he's got the best judgment either because I mean, that's a really boring movie. It's just boring as can be. All the way, it's, it, it gets interesting kind of toward the end when they're all sort of gaslighting her. But it's, um, and when she gets a knife, it was, you know, it's almost like society. 
she's got this knife and she's going to stab the baby. And look, he's got your eyes. You know, but it's all very social. The whole thing is about, I think what Polanski was trying to do in this Rosemary's Baby was basically make sit. What? Congratulations, Trish. Okay, now you got Trish in the chat room. The whole point of Roman Polanski and, and, um, and, you know, say what you will about his morals or whatever, and we're not talking about that right now. But the bottom line is, yeah, oh, pedophile? Oh, well, boring. You know, who, is there anyone who isn't in that, in that world? Sharon Tate is dead. Uh, but anyway, he, uh, he made the movie about, he made a social movie. I won't say a society movie because these people were not, were not, they were kind of intermingled with high society, but they weren't really society in, in, in a sense. He made it about people and about socializing, about parties and about dinners and about, and about relating between people and neighbors and, 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 you know, of an apartment building, you know, and, and neighbors, you know, and, and, and the, and the, you know, the fact that we're Satanist doing, satanic worship, you know, next door, and she could hear them chanting, you know, and then, and then in the end, finally, they spill the beans, and they're going, hail Satan, and it's just the most cliched, god-awful thing in the world, and, um, you know, and the scenes are slow, the camera angles are plotting, and somehow they lifted this movie up to be one of the, one of the great, you know, criterion collection movies of all time. And I am absolutely mystified. As I, I don't mind slow. I, I'm a big fan of Barry Lyndon. I, I study that movie. I, I've, I watched that movie probably about uh, 20 times, just studying every nuance of it. Because, you know, Kubrick is film, film school for me. You want to know how to do film? Just look at Kubrick. Get the, well, that's too late now. Those are gone. Uh those are gone. No, this guy, Tashin, put out a book. Now, Tashin is a big art book. Uh, the, the only real art book people left. And they put out limited editions. So they put out a shining box. It had, like, the shooting script, Kubrick notes, Polaroids, you name it. It's got, you know, it's got the whole story behind it and, you know, who put this, these goodies. And so it's in, a, it's in a box. And there are 1,500 of them made. And that's it. And, uh, and I have one. And I just think one day I might give it to someone, some, a young person, you know, who's maybe wanting to go to film school, really, really motivated to do film. And I'm just going to say, look, take this box and consider that your film school. Don't spend another dime on it. Just start shooting. But go through every little thing. And then go through all the movies, and then you know, focus on the shining. The Shining is a masterpiece. Now it's slow; it's a slow burn, but um, it's so perfectly done. I don't care. So the difference between Kubrick, a real master of of uh, drama and and interacting with you know characters interacting with each other, and um, Polanski, is that Polanski. Um, kind of deals in, you know, these characters are very cliched, they're not that interesting, and, you know, they're, 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 he's trying to do like a slice of life picture that just happens to have Satanism, you know. So in other words, he's, what he's trying to say is this, 
everything, everywhere, all the time in his own way. Because he can't say that because that would be crossing a line. So he's got normal people in an apartment situation and just anywhere in Brooklyn or anywhere in New York or whatever, Chicago, it doesn't matter what city. And, and this is just happening to be going on in your neighborhood. You know, it's probably going on in a neighborhood near you. That's, he's, that's what he's trying to say. So that's why he made the choices he made. But in so doing, he comes up with lots of cliches. Like, for example, Mia Farrow-Kector is one big cliche of, I guess, a dumb blonde. I, I, I don't really understand the, 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 the law. She's, she's like, a, you know, a, 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 a stunted growth little girl. And um, and then she starts getting stronger in the end, trying to fight the Satanists. <laughs> it's just, it's goofy as hell. But I understand what he was doing, and I, I appreciate it. Don't get me wrong. I believe that, you know, he does it better than a lot of people. Um, in, in Chinatown, he had, like, the whole thing of incest and all that going, and that one is better. I think he did a better job in that one. This one is more like, it's almost like, um, you know, like a soap opera kind of thing. And I said, well, how could I have thought it was so great? You know, another childhood hero gone. And so I would not say study Roman Polanski as, as, if you want to be a good director. That, that I would not say because I don't believe that would help. But Kubrick, on the other hand, yes. <laughs> and one of the reasons is because he can take a mundane situation like them going up to the Overlook Hotel and going into the interview with just normal people at the interview, and he can make it terrifying. I don't know how he does it. I, I did the same thing in Eyes Wide Shut. He's done the same thing over and over again. So it's like not like, like he, 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 he just happened onto it. He's you know, an utter genius, and, and it shows. He's heads and shoulders above a Polanski. It's not, not even comparable. So that's, uh, I would just say get that, you know, the Tashin box. No, it's expensive. It's like a $1,500 thing. It's going to probably be worth a lot of money, say, 10 or 20 years from now. And the guy that actually did it, you know, he's a genius of, of book. Whoever put it together is absolutely amazing. And, um, you know, I've, I've enjoyed, I, I don't even want to touch it. I just want to preserve it. You know, probably one day I'll, I'm going to give it to somebody that, that wants to do films, I think. I think it's the ultimate, like I say, instead of like going to, you know, spending a fortune on a college tuition. You know, it's like study that and, and study film and just get some camera going and start, you know, working with the tools you can get. You can get tools from Adobe. You can get tools from, you know, cameras are a lot cheaper than they were. Uh, Gorilla film, uh, film crew. And, uh, you know, and, and see if you can do it. I mean, I tell you, I see a lot of people that were students at Kubrick, including really obscure indie films that that never saw the light of day, but they're good. And, you know, you get one star on IMDb, and you look at it, it's like brilliant. You go, how can that happen? It's because of the gatekeepers, what I've been telling you about. You know, how can they take my testimony and trash that? Easy. You know, how can they trash uh, the evidence against Joe Biden? You know what I mean? Easy. Just tell them they're all liars. The people, oh yeah, I believe. <laughs> you know, you're dealing with stupidity, man. How can I explain to them that Kubrick is better than Polanski? 
Polanski's just, you know, he's, he's fine. You know, there's nothing wrong with him. You know, he's sort of a hit-and-miss guy. But his reputation was way higher than his skill level. Whereas, of course, Kubrick, you know, took on the most amazing, insane movies like 2001 and, you know, like doing Barry Lyndon and putting... And every one of his movies when they came out, especially The Shining, were marked down to like one star. Were slammed and hated. And then over the year, then they and eventually become four stars or five stars or whatever it is. But it starts off being slammed. So I'd say that anything that's good has to be slammed first because it's, if, it's, if it isn't slammed, that means it's like everything else. It's, it's homogenized. But if it's slammed, it means that you're controversial and you're, you're, you're forcing people to think and that they don't want to do that. And then, slowly over time, it, will, it, it, it's, it never goes away. That's the other thing. The cult films, like The Shining's a cult film, cult films never go away. They just don't go away. And so if you make something like that that's controversial, that's, that's got truth in it, it's going, to be, it's going to be argued, it's going to be, but it just never goes away. They don't want it to go away. Out, out, damn spot, why can't this go away? Why are you so afraid of, you know, the truth about the world? Why you, why you try to hide everything? Because that's where I get my paycheck. By playing ball. Yeah, but they're never going to let you be a big journalist. They're never going to let you be a star. You're not chosen. You have no future except to die. Nobody reads your stuff. Nobody sees you. Nobody comes to your, you know, your stand-up comedy routine or whatever it is. It's, it's, it's already over. You can offer, too, to, to you know... Give them whatever they want. They still won't choose you. You're still done. They're still going to kick you in the teeth. Why is that? Because the world is not what you think. It's a real nasty situation, the world. And it's that way for everybody. So, you know, you're in good company. And, you know, choose love over, you know, hey, choose God over self-ambition. Because self-ambition is going to break your heart. Wanting to be a star is going to break your heart. Wanting to be somebody is going to break your heart. I see this already, this corruption going on now in the patriot community. Just like the false prophets of 2003. Same thing going on. Everybody competing to have a piece of that limelight. Everyone jealous of Alex Jones for you know, making so much money. And, and everyone turning on each other. It's just, it's, it's horrifying. It's going to implode. A couple of years from now, it's going to totally implode. Everybody is going to be blown apart and separate, and there'll be all these little circles of, you know, you believe this over here, you believe that over there. Everything's going to be separate. No one's going to stand together. Everyone's going to be easy to control by the, by the bad guys, which is really Satan, right? And that's because you're dealing with a spiritual battle here, not a political battle. We don't have political battles. That's an illusion. We have a spiritual battle, it's played out through politics or through struggles or through whatever. But all these are, you know, every struggle we have is artificial. It's something put on us. Because God would have us here and provide. But because of the fall and because of, uh, you know, Satan being intertwined with man uh, and, and man inextricably linked to evil, uh, it's very, very difficult for anyone to be redeemed about anything. You know, you're either going to make your home in this world which is fine. You can make your home here, but it's, it's a, 
Yeah, it's a fool. It's a fool's paradise. Uh, yeah, they'll they'll love you if you're a worlder. You know, they'll recognize. Oh, one of our own. You know, here have a penthouse suite. <laughs> but in my opinion, my analysis of Rosemary's Baby, I believe, is accurate. That Polanski was trying to show that it was like an, that Satanism was a normal thing. And here we're dealing with like the omen. We're down. We're talking about Satan's son here. We're talking about Rosemary being used as a vessel to bring forth the Antichrist, perhaps, uh, you know, a beast of some sort. Um, you know, uh, and, and of course they made him, they gave him like vertical pupils and orange eyes and, you know, just, just you know, that it's some kind of a, you know, is it born, you know, born of, it was, what did a jackal have sex with her? And this is, this is the, this, the son of a jackal and, and the idiot uh, Mia Farrow. Or if you like Rosemary Woodhouse, who I, I can't even believe the way he wrote her. I mean, you know, whoever wrote it, I, I guess he didn't. But the way he wrote her, being so stupid, it's 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 unreal. It's like, why would she become a? Uh, why would she, what he's trying to do there is he's trying to have the every girl. You know what I mean? That that all women can relate to her. She's the outsider that comes into the cult, right? And she's acting like just a normal, innocent person. She doesn't suspect anything. Then they put the amulet on her, right? And everything changes. And uh, does she come to accept it in the end? Well, they all act like they say, they all act like, the one guy is this old geezer who runs the show. He's going to die any, any second, Right? And here he is worshiping Satan. And this world's like, hey, hey, dude. Hey, old man. You're going to die, idiot. And when you die, you, you're, you're, you know, you're basically, you're not going to get anything in this world from Satan's son. You have nothing to gain here. Nobody cheers on the devil. Everyone cheers on themselves. They don't see the devil. So that's where I think Polanski got flawed is he, he got into the old devil thing. You know, the Satan's son, you know, the omen, the devil, the Antichrist, you know, this sort of arcane kind of, you know, understanding of it rather than, um, the, the, you know, the, the idea of going worldly is so that you, you realize you're selling your, you know, you're selling your soul, meaning your future, your, your, your any afterlife, any of that gone. You accept the fact that you want it now. You want your heaven now. You want your gifts now. You want your power now. You want your money now. So you cash in your, your, you know, your insurance policy, your eternity, to, have, to wield power now. And then, then, then you accept it, and then you use it, and you spend the money. And you spend the fame. You spend the fortune. You, you, you're popular everywhere you go. All that stuff is arranged for you, because on your own, people would just think you're full of shit. And... You know, in the end, there really isn't any way back. Because you've, you know, when, when, when the Lord says in, in um, you know, Revelation 18, how she has, you know, how all the merchants of the earth have fornicated with her and delighted in her delicacies, okay? Delighted in her delicacies. It's all about here and now. And all these worlders that are gatekeepers, Keeping the lid on the pedophilia. Now that they do the pedophilia in front of you, 
they're probably pedophiles themselves, or at least, you know, you know, looking the other way on trafficking, saying it doesn't exist, blaming you while it's being done in front of your face. You go, well, isn't that evidence? They go, oh, you're a right-wing supremacist, you know, white supremacist. And, you know, I don't believe in politics. I don't believe in any of that. Well, you're white, so therefore you have no voice. You know, put a duct tape over your mouth. Oh, I see. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Okay, so the only way you can break through that is God's going to have to burn it down. Burn them out. Burn it down. You know, the only thing powerful enough to do that is either a nuclear war or some kind of, you know, some kind of, you know, meltdown worldwide where people are just, you know, incinerated by, you know, rays from space or something. You know, that's how, I mean, tell me what you think the world should be. Do you think we should go back to farming and, you know, uh, going to ball games and everything? Would you mind if the ball games were gone? I wouldn't. And you can take golf with you. God, I, w- I don't need to see another golf game, another, you know, another uh, set of golf clubs or all this wasted land for golf, you know, for golf uh, clubs, um, you, you know, and football and baseball and all the circus that they give us, just bread and circus. You, you know, probably be a good thing to take those distractions away. You know, cut the TV line. Make sure they can't get internet because all, all it is is now TikTok. It's just all day long on TikTok to just, you know, one thing after another until finally you feel like blowing your brains out. Because you see the, the, the sheer stupidity, idiocy, incompetence, evil, darkness, no way out, no way out. The world is irredeemable. And then Jesus comes along and says, but, but uh, let not your heart be troubled. I've overcome the world, so you have in me. which is true. The hard thing for us is seeing incredible evil in front of our faces, then saying that if you see it, you, the, you know, seeing the emperor naked, and if you say the emperor's naked, then they put you in jail. You know, it's on that level, right? No, I, I, I agree. I, the reason I can't change the world is because not because of Bill Gates and all the leaders and all the billionaires and trillionaires. They're not really the problem. The problem is the people who... Okay, get down there. Get down there now. Don't just throw yourself on me. Don't just throw yourself on me, Ben. But the reason... The reason that they... Um, you know, uh, guard the hen house, I, I suppose, is because the paychecks come from there. You know, that you, you could have your whole life ruined. You take your bank account, they does that, you know, just, and they'd leave you in ruin, you know? And uh, so, and they haven't, um, you know, I've got God's protection, but I mean, at the same time, I can't change the world with this podcast. I can't identify all the problems accurately to the, to the T, 100%, and make any difference whatsoever. You know, what I can do is I can you know, put us all in the same boat, 
you, the listener, and me, the speaker, and we can, you know, I can articulate all the things we're, we're having to juggle in our heads and help make it easier that way. But that's all I can do. And, um, you know, the, the other thing is I, I can do uh, subversive fiction that will, you know, force people to, uh, to think. But I, I really can't... Um, I, yeah, I mean, I'm really aware that the supernatural power that holds the world together um, will hold the world together no matter how many talk show hosts there are, no matter how many truth tellers, no matter how many rumble accounts there are, no matter how many info wars there are. It doesn't matter. It's, it's, see, the political change is not going to fix anything. Uh, Democrat to Republican, even, is not going to change anything. You know, you have to divorce yourself from that kind of thinking because the, the corruption that we're talking about is in everything. Not one thing over here is good and this over here is bad. This over here is bad, that's good. So let's go toward the good and push out the bad and then we win. No, we don't win. There is no winning. We have another problem. It's called us. I think that's a good place to call it a day. Ah, oh, man. Yeah, it's going to be all right, man. It's going to be all right. Yeah, see, she's a great uh, helper to me, a great friend, because she says it's going to be all right. All right, everybody. Well, listen, you know, we'll just keep on with it, and we'll try to... Um, you, do, you don't, you know, you don't have to change the world. You can easily just speak to people of like mind and um, encourage them, you know, encourage us all to, uh, number one, you, you're going to get 10 times the power if you don't care what they think. You know what they're going to do. They're going to try to squelch you. You saw what happened to anybody that tries to do anything. You know, the gatekeeper stops. So then when, when you go, oh, there's a terrific movie on Netflix. You know what I mean? You see, you see the problem with that? Hey, I, I saw a great movie on Prime. <laughs> oh. Oh. Yeah. The, you know, boycotting does work, but it's going to have to be, you know, airplanes. <laughs> all of Amazon Prime, all of Netflix, all of Paramount Plus, all of all those outlets. You know, they are not, for my species, they don't communicate with me. They have, you know, movies that are, they're, you know, they've, they've, they've got, you know, series that, you know, are, you, you know, that, that we don't, I don't think God would like it very much if we binge watch anything. I'll explain what I mean more as time goes on. But, I mean, just, uh, you know, we, we have a dire situation here. Okay. Okay. God love you. We'll see you next time. Hallelujah. 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 The Lord is great. The Lord is exalted. The Lord is sovereign. And we treat him like that every time. And here we go.